1: Good afternoon, Trey. We know he's not watching practice because they're not practicing. Just a minute, Phil. There he is.
2: There he All is. Right. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey guys, I don't know what happened. It just—it was I was connected and it just dropped. Well, <laughs> How's everybody doing? Just, I was listening to Neil. Start. He forgot to tell the uh, betting line for the Red White game, but. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, since there won't be any <laughs> scoring kept, I guess it's going to be difficult to set a line, isn't there?
2: Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Uh, Pittman just wants to roll them out there and, and let, them, let them scrimmage and not worry about any gimmicky stuff with, uh, you know, the defense gets three points for a stop or four points for a turnover or things like that. So I think it will be entertaining though. I mean, it was I was pretty entertained last weekend when it was just thud up and they, they scrimmaged. Oh, I watched 78 plays that they ran, uh, but that was entertaining to me. So uh, live tackle I think will be, be pretty exciting, something the fans will enjoy. <laughs> As you mentioned, Randy, it's a, it's shaping up to be a pretty nice weekend.
0: All right, Trey, is this your typical ones versus twos, or will this be ones versus ones, two versus twos, and so forth?
2: Mm-hmm. They'll mix it up. They'll start off ones versus ones, and then – or, excuse me, ones versus twos, uh, twos versus ones, obviously threes versus threes. Uh, then they'll come back, and I think they've got some other stuff in between schedule, maybe some situational stuff. And then they'll go uh, ones, ones, twos, twos, threes, threes. So it'll be a mix of both. Uh, they plan to do some kicking game with each of the units. They'll do kickoff with each of the units, um, you know, a couple punts with each of the units. Uh, but uh, it'll be just kind of a mix of ones, ones, twos, twos. They'll do third down situations, third downs to play fourth down, which is a newer thing that Sam Pittman's trying. Uh, but, yeah, they'll just they'll work all aspects. I mean, I, I would think that... Most people wouldn't even know that, you know, unless you really know what the script is, that they're maybe working on third downs or third down to play fourth and stuff. And they'll do red zone work, obviously. Uh, so they'll do a little bit of everything, even even kickoff.
0: Are you seeing any subtle changes? I've had several people ask me, and I have not been able to watch practice at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you seeing any subtle changes from what you may have seen from Kendall browse? to dan enos in regards to kj jefferson
2: with regard to kj i mean the, the first thing that jumps out obviously is you know the plays that they're working on under center and that requires you know some timing with handoffs with the running backs they are working a lot of misdirection stuff um shifting running backs from wide receiver split out wide you know into the backfield and and then kicking them out again in the flats you know some of that stuff is is familiar just maybe some nuances uh, are a little different. I will say, I think I ended the show with this yesterday, but what jumped out to me most is the amount of throws, the volume of throws that are going over the middle. And that's something that we don't see a whole lot with with Kendall Browson. like, you know, more sideline passes. I think you'll see more screen passes, and I think you'll see more throws over the middle, whether it's, you know, slants or post or, um, you know, tight end seam or, uh, you know, just crossing patterns. I think you'll see uh, a lot of different things. I mentioned yesterday that it does feel to me like Isaac Tesla is starting to separate himself uh, from the from the packet wide receiver. And Andrew Armstrong's done some really good things too. It's just that with Tesla, he just seems maybe a little bit more sure-handed. And then I think Isaiah Satania is, is kind of separating himself a little bit as that slot receiver. So uh, starting to see some things there, uh, you know, and then uh, you know tight end wise I've said before I, I think that they need to go out and get you know a bigger tight end that can that can also slip out and catch a pass but can block for you in short yardage although I do think that Luke has has been pretty pretty impressive so far it's just that you know from a size standpoint you know he's not going to be an inline line guy he, he's going to be a guy that's going to play off the line of scrimmage and split out wide sometimes
0: Trey do you think on the other hand we will see the true RPO, the true yeah. dual-threat quarterback that Stan loves so much.
2: We're still going to see that, absolutely. They're going to run RPO. They're not going to stop doing that. It's just, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see, you know, when Bobby Petrino was at Arkansas, he ran what he called a power spread, and that was elements of a spread and elements of, you know, a power run game. You know, it was, the, it was, at the time, it was very pro-style, Attack now. Obviously, offensive is, offenses have continued to evolve, uh, but that, I think that's what you get with with Enos. What he ran at Arkansas before it's you know it's very pro style, but pro style doesn't mean the same as it used to mean. You know, it doesn't mean like you know um, two you know, back just, set. Yeah, two back dry. sets. A tall quarterback that's not very mobile. You know, it, right. does, it doesn't mean that anymore in the NFL. So. Uh, I, I think that's what you'll see at Arkansas, just kind of a similar offense that, that pro teams run. Obviously not, you know, you're not going to run it at the same level in terms of terminology. It's, it's a full-time job, but it's not a full-time job, obviously, for these, for these guys. Uh, but you're, you're going to see a lot of the same principles, I think, that you see in the NFL.
0: Trey, I've been following. I, I don't – I can't recall exactly – where you began uh, on your, let will say, day five, notes, quotes, order of appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I started keeping those beginning with number seven, football day number seven. But the one thing that I've been able to kind of go back and, and uh, I guess you can say, uh, see what, it's like you did with the offensive line where you went, position by position, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And this day, such and such started here and so forth. My point is, in going from basically day seven, or practice seven, I should say, through the most recent, which is day 12, it looks like those lists are now becoming that, that order of appearance, are. Be- it's beginning to take shape, if that makes, yeah. makes
2: sense. I think so. I think we're, I mean, this is – Four days in a row now that we've seen Patrick Kudis at right tackle. It feels like he's starting to assume that position. We know the coaches loved him when he was a recruit. You know, when, when he signed with Arkansas and then when he got to campus, you know, we just heard a lot of really good things about Patrick Kutis, uh and his potential for the future. I'll tell you another guy, by the way, who gets that same kind of talk is, is Luke Brown, uh, who is – uh, is, is not been able to go through spring, but that was a guy they had real high hopes for. He ended up having a um, knee surgery, not an ACL, but knee surgery, uh, and wasn't able to go through spring. But that might be a guy to watch also because we hear the same kind of stuff said about him. But Kudis, uh, you know, was they recruited him, as Pittman said, to play offensive tackle. He was the number 202-ranked prospect in the country coming out of high school on 24-7 sports. It was viewed as a guy that could also potentially play defensive tackle. So that tells you what kind of athlete he is. But they were not pleased coming out of that first scrimmage with uh, the right tackle spot in particular. That was an area where they were, you know, came away going, you know, we gotta we got to figure something out there. And so that's when they decided to move Kutis over there. They were working at left guard uh, in its center and, and now moved him to, to right tackle. I still think that they – I, I think they need to figure something out at center in terms of who's going to be the backup center because up until this past week it was Kudus was going to be the backup guy. I mean, they, they have, you know, a second-team offensive line, but that's not really – that doesn't tell you who's going to go into an actual game, you know. So I always think it's better to move one player versus moving two players, you know, and that's what they would have to do. They'd have to move Kudus from right tackle, move him to center, and then they'd have to put a new right tackle in. So – um, they need to figure that out some kind of way, who's going to be there. Maybe they. Maybe the answer's in the portal, I don't know, but uh, they've got to figure that out some kind of way. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that it's looking good with Joshua Braun at right guard. I don't think that that's 100% settled yet to Kish Crawford. Uh, Marion Harris also still battling there. Uh, obviously, Bo limber has been a staple at center since the start of spring. Brady Latham uh, at left guard or left tackle. You, you could still move Brady Latham out at left tackle, uh, but – you know, Devon Manuel has kind of been a project since he got to Arkansas. He was he was well regarded as a recruit, but he wasn't a four star. And one reason is he was he just needed to redo his body, reshape his body. I mean, he was listed at three seventy as a freshman, but there are reports out there that he was 390, 6'9", 390 at Arkansas when he when he first arrived. And uh, I, I can tell you, he was you know from his belly up, he was pretty top heavy. <laughs> Uh, and he is really, really like you know, just big up top. Not like necessarily big legs, just big up top. Uh, but looked athletic with his legs. And you know, he dropped weight last year, obviously, and then again has dropped weight and looks, you know, felt, I guess would be the word. I think he'll probably get up. He's about 310 right now. I think he'll probably be about 325 though uh, after the summer conditioning, summer training cycle. I think he'll he'll probably pack on some more lbs. Uh, and really be able to anchor that spot there, but uh, yeah, I think the I think the offensive line is definitely taking shape.
0: I like Emery Harris. I've got to believe yeah. he's going he's going to find some playing time, Trey. Though you not believe? I, that.
2: I think so. I think Emery Harris is a future starter at Arkansas. That was another guy. You know, I mentioned Kudus and I talked about Luke Brown, but Emery was another guy um, that I know for a fact. Somebody you know told somebody told me you know Pittman. You know, said when he first got there, he goes, that's what they're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I do think it's interesting, though, that, you know, the biggest player on Arkansas's roster several years in a row now has been a true freshman. It was uh, Jalen St. John a few years ago. He was at 359. Uh, It was Devon Manuel, uh, who was 390, listed at 370, Uh, and then uh, Marion Harris, I believe, was 369. I think is what he was listed at as a freshman, and now the biggest guy on the team is Paris Patterson, uh, who's 360. Kind of interesting. Talk about.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Go go ahead. I just I always have said for a long time, you know, you can build an offensive lineman from a guy. You know, Frank Ragnow, you know, was 275 or so. Uh, Ricky Stromberg was 265 Mm -hmm. when he arrived on campus. Uh, you can build a guy up, but I always think it's best if you can bring a guy in who's maybe a little heavy and take the weight down. And I, I got to think that you feel much lighter on your feet as an offensive lineman going from 370 down to 320. Talk about
0: the development of Andrew Chambly. This is another player mm-hmm. I really like.
2: Yeah, Chambly's got a future, no question about it. He, I think he just probably needs to cook a little bit longer, probably the same. With a Marion, uh, probably just need uh, a little bit more time, weight room, um, you know, getting their body right. You know, I talked about a Marion a at what, 369. Uh, you know, he's 297 now. He's one of the lighter offensive linemen on the team. At, at six seven. Chamblee was, you know, he's always been around, you know, 305, 310 or so, about six six. He's de- Chamblee is definitely a tackle. The way he's built, the way he's put together. A Marion, I think, could probably go either tackle or, or guard. Uh, but uh, both of those guys, I, I think, are, are are future starters at Arkansas. I mean, they're already they're already pushing. So, eventually, I think they'll probably break through.
1: I tell you, I, I just have to – I didn't laugh out loud because, Trey, you're using sports lingo that's pretty hilarious. You know what you just said? Okay. You said, what? this guy's got a future, but he needs to cook a little longer. Now, yeah. What does that that's mean? That's what Coach Nut used to say. <laughs> He needs to cook yeah. a little longer. Well, what kind of future does he have if he cooks? My gosh. Yeah.
2: Put him yeah. back in. He's not done yet.
1: <laughs> Turn him <laughs> over. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help it. You know, it was, that was pretty yeah. funny. By the way, yesterday Sam Pittman made the comment, and I know you've addressed a lot of things. If you did, I'm, I'm sorry I missed it, but mm-hmm. he said he doesn't want to lose one player to the transfer portal off this team. Do you th- and yeah. you've said all along there might be another player or two. Do you think it's possible? They could keep everybody that's there right now. That's their desire.
2: Possible, unlikely, I think. Um, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, and I look across the the roster right now. There are a few guys here and there that, you know, are older players that aren't really making a push uh, to contribute. You know, I can um, – I don't want to single anybody out, but, I mean, you can probably figure it out here heading into you know your third year and you're not you're not pushing to the start or being the too deep then you know that's um those are guys that you probably look at but there are also other guys that you don't think you know mike woods went through all of spring and then transferred starting wide receiver you know that was certainly unexpected so things can like that can happen um you you may you know you may have stuff happening you know under your nose that you you don't know a guy's being recruited off your roster, and that's definitely possible, too. Uh, but he did say that. I think he wouldn't have said that if he didn't mean it. And, um, you know, they've got eight slots available right now. I've said before what, where I think those spots should be. I think they they need, you know, a, maybe an older linebacker, although I'm starting to feel better and better about the linebacker core, especially, you know, thinking about the first three games being, you know, what you would consider winnable home games as some time to – to maybe get your feet wet a little bit for some of those younger guys. Hey, Manny Powell got dinged up. He was looking really good this spring, but uh, he'll be back. But uh, uh, an older veteran linebacker, I think, would be good. Two safeties that would get them to 18 scholarship defensive backs, which I think is the magic number there. Um, two defensive tackles, absolutely no questions. No, no, like I think they could use or maybe they need they need two defensive tackles. Um, I mean, they just they just do. Uh, maybe an offensive lineman um you know i mentioned that there are 14 scholarship offensive linemen so you'd like to have them at least 15 scholarship offensive linemen uh and then beyond that maybe a veteran tied in and then that gives them one spot left to to do whatever they want with
0: well trey all right we will talk with you tomorrow that is trey Bye, hogsports.com being brought to you by asher record service